Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, April the 27th, and thank goodness we come off. A Phillies victory yesterday, a victory that that seemed in doubt for a a very precarious moment there at the end, but ultimately the Phillies prevail, the good guys prevail, and uh, and honestly, all we can really say is thank you, Zach Wheeler, thank you, Reese Hoskins. Those are the two people by far most responsible for winning that baseball game. A a classic old fashioned pitchers duel. As Adam Wainwright goes nine in the loss, nine innings, two runs for Wainwright. Wheeler uh, only ends up going eight, comes out for the ninth, uh, allows base runner, gets taken out, uh, and then Hector Neris, a little wild ride, but we get it done. We'll talk about it. Uh, But ultimately, Wheeler gets the win. Wainwright, the loss, a classic pitcher's duel. And the Phillies win it, and, uh, and they needed it. Boy, did they need it coming off that just horrific 12 to 2 debacle in the last game in Colorado and obviously the walk-off in, in game one there just a you know bad feeling uh, bad taste in your mouth so to speak leaving Colorado um, nice to get the the four gamer in St. Louis off to a good start with a W they needed it a uh, lot to get into uh, we'll dive into this game and obviously a lot surrounding it um as well so why don't we dive into it uh let's start with with the the stuff that happened before the game that um look you you've listened to me before you you know where i stand a lot of this we don't have to dive too much you know but but uh in the good news department jose alvarado activated uh from the uh covid list the il list that is outstanding news who knew just how important jose alvarado is Uh, I mean, multiple instances we saw with him out. Uh, Obviously, the Connor Brogdon six-run inning, the most notable one where he definitely would have been the pitcher who they would have gone to. And based on the evidence we've seen, had a real good chance of getting the job done in those situations. Big to have Alvarado back. Obviously, didn't need him last night, which was good as well. But um, excited to see him back. Matt Moore activated. You know, uh, happy he's healthy in that perspective. That is very good. Um, we'll see. Uh, it seems like Vinny might get the next start in that spot in the rotation and not more and more maybe out of the bullpen for now. We're going to see, I don't know as we've talked about, but I don't know how you can justifiably start Matt more many or any more times. So, 
Um, look, maybe out of the bullpen for an inning or two, he can be effective. Um, you know, we haven't seen much effectiveness out of him. We'll see. Maybe against lefties. Look, they don't have a lot of lefty presence in that pen. Obviously, JoJo and, and Alvarado. And um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Matt Moore. But he is back. Um, and then the big news. And uh, sent down uh, Bailey Falter, the guy we saw in the uh, 12-2 game, um, you know, pitch a couple innings, give up a couple runs. Um, goes down. Spencer Howard sent down. We'll talk later about the, the plan for Spencer Howard. Um, so far, I've been unimpressed. The plan for Spencer Howard, kind of bringing him up, using him in that meaningless game in Colorado just to kind of waste a few innings. I don't know. Uh, but he's sent down. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk about that. And then the, the big news of the roster move of this this whole thing, um, and obviously for the Phillies, uh, Oduborera called up, and he would start the game in center field. Um, you've listened to me, you know, I feel I, I didn't want Oduble on the, the team. I didn't want to root for him. Um, but he's there and, you know, um, we'll see what happens. I, I think from a, uh, baseball perspective, cause you know, that's, you know, what we could talk about. Uh, obviously past that, you, you know, I feel I, I don't support obviously anything that he did and I didn't want to have to to have him on my team but but it is what it is uh obviously and from a baseball perspective the you know the the more you know uh, you know reasonable argument i think is more just that he's not very good uh and certainly not consistent so we'll see obviously hard to to do much worse than than what we've seen moniac was sent down and moniac couple flashes but obviously struggled a lot as well um but did play good center field defense which was you know something more than you could say for the others um, but obviously the production they've gotten out of center field has been just abysmal. So, you know, it's not a massive surprise that we see Oduble here, but you could also argue that um, if you weren't going to bring him up to start the season, you know, why do it now? But I, look, I get it. I get it uh, from, I mean, I, I I don't get it, but I I understand that it's happening and, and he is back. So, um you know, I, I I hope he's better than what they have for their sake, uh, and we'll see. Uh, ultimately, I still think that position is a hole. I still think that that the Phillies are going to have to do something to rectify that position for the the long term of the season, especially if they want to be a contender. And look, who knows? Maybe their guys on the trade market, whatever. Um, but I, I think ultimately. From a purely baseball perspective, I don't think we're going to be talking in a month and saying, oh, Oduble ran away with the job. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's better than what they've gotten, but certainly not going to be good enough, in my opinion, to to say, oh, that guy's a center fielder for the rest of the season. That's what I think we'll see. Um, the Phillies are giving him a shot, so he'll be there. And and they did say that he's going to get a, a shot. You know, he's going to be more or less the everyday center fielder, you know, which again is not a surprise considering Mickey Moniak sent down Roman Quinn, you know, unplayable as we've talked about for all intents and purposes. And, and sadly, Scott Kingery, uh, still seemingly, you know, not unplayable more or less. I mean, has not gotten starts has, you know, obviously been, um, distanced by by Nick Maton, who obviously Maton has been just awesome at the major league level um, so far. Um, but um, the fact that he even got the opportunity and, and obviously thriving with it, but has, has uh, 
put himself so far ahead of Scott Kingery on the depth chart, so to speak, is uh, is uh, I think a a testament to to how far Kingery has fallen. So you know that's the situation. Oduble's up. We'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about the game. Eleven uh, eleven on the season now after the win, which is huge. Back to five hundred as the Phillies hovering right. You know, uh, uh, one above, one below over uh, over the last few games here. Nice to see them back uh, above the mark, as it were, or back at the mark, I suppose, not under it. Uh, hopefully they can win today and, uh, and start to, to make the climb um, to above 500 and beyond, so to speak. Um, but a, a big win. And, uh, you know, again, it was an old-school baseball game. I saw Matt Gelb tweet that it was almost the first game in seven years that had – Two nine-inning complete games uh, pitched, uh, which is crazy um, to think about. And obviously not a lot of offense in the game. The Phillies only muster six hits. The uh, Cardinals only muster two hits, uh, one off Wheeler and one in the ninth off Neris, and that's it. So eight hits total in this baseball game. Flew by, uh, obviously, uh, when you hear that. Uh, Adam Wainwright in a losing effort, just outstanding. Nine innings, six hits, two walks. Uh, excuse me, no walks, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. I mean, Adam Wainwright, um, who is certainly you know on the back back end, um, but he was fantastic. And the Phillies had no answer. And and I thought certainly early on the Phillies were not really working at bats well against him. They didn't. Um, and look, they won the game, so credit. But the offense certainly didn't show up. I mean, they won the game because Reese Hoskins had two homers. We'll get to that. But um, after the lethargic showing in Colorado, uh, comparatively to you know where they're playing, uh, only scoring four, seven, and, and two, and not good enough. Um, I'd like to see them kind of show up. Wainwright was great, so I don't want to take that away from him and say, "Oh, the Phillies, uh, it's all on them." They could have been great, and they weren't. But but. Certainly a, a disappointing offensive effort yet again from the Phillies, but but thank goodness for Reese Hoskins. Hoskins, two bombs in the game. The the total source of offense. JT was awesome too. Uh, three for four for JT. Um, JT uh, uh, stat I saw Ryan Spader put up, um, which was was pretty wild to think about as as how good JT has been this year offensively. JT Romito has reached base safely in 19 of 22 games this season. The three games in which he failed to reach, he batted just once. And apparently uh, Tom McCarthy talked about that on the broadcast as well, which I missed uh, hearing that. Um, but uh, amazing, amazing. JT has been awesome. And then again, Hoskins, uh, two for four, two solo shots. The... Uh, um, First in the seventh, then in the ninth. Hoskins now with eight home runs on the season. That puts him at the top of Major League Baseball. How about it? Reese Hoskins, your Major League Baseball home run leader. Uh, as we creep towards the end of April, um, you, you love to see it. And certainly, you know, obviously it's been white hot. Uh, two two-homer games in the last three. Uh, with the two-homer game on Saturday and now the two-homer game today. Harper, of course, the two-homer game in the middle. The Phillies, three straight two-homer games from someone. Um, but again, and they won, uh, you do look at it and say, uh, uh, you know, those two guys and then JT. Everyone else has got to start picking it up from an offensive perspective, really just not not enough from, again, a team that is supposed to 
be carried by their offense. You know, it's it's certainly not playing out that way. And you hope the bats get hot, and that's how this run can start getting going. And and look, getting Segura back whenever he's back will will absolutely help. I mean, he's clearly a, a uh, important addition to the lineup. And, you know, obviously the center field thing's been a whole. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Brad Miller leading off and playing left field last night. Interesting. Joe Girardi did not go so far. He actually said he would not say it's a platoon or anything like that. But, um, look, we've talked about it. Andrew McCutcheon is, uh, looks, looks cooked and I hope he isn't, but the Phillies have to start to consider the fact that he might be. And every game he struggles, every game he continues to, um, you know, show his, his age and, and, um, all that, like, it's hard to, not start to put someone who has a better chance when he steps up to the plate, like Brad Miller. You know, le- legitimately right now, Brad Miller, a, a, a better hitter than Andrew McCutcheon right now. So uh, we'll see. You hope McCutcheon turns it around. He is still, a, a you know, had a great career and is a great player, and um, maybe uh, he can kind of get it going. But it's certainly uh, a concern, obviously. Um, so, you know, uh, again, nice to see the win and uh, uh, nice to see Reese crushing it, but they do need more from from the guys around those guys in the middle, uh, big time. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the real star, though, last night is Hoskins. You know, one of them for sure is he's one of the two, but the other one, Zach Wheeler, was just magnificent, uh, absolutely magnificent. Uh, obviously, his best start since the first start of the season, but, you know, gave him exactly what you needed. In that spot, uh, you know, I, I talked, if you remember, we talked about the um, the doubleheader game, the Marcus Stroman-Aaron game, where Stroman was awesome and went six and gave up one run, and, and Nola gave up five run, gave up three runs in five innings, and it was just, you know, you need Nola to match Stroman in that spot. I'm not saying he has to throw a complete game shutout. I just need him to match the other guy in that spot, and that's exactly what Wheeler did. Adam Wainwright was awesome last night, and Wheeler was better. And Wheeler just uh, really had his stuff locked in. Eight innings, one run, which was uh, ultimately the run given up by Hector Neris in the scary ninth, we'll say. Um, But one run uh, over eight innings, uh, three walks, nine strikeouts, only the one hit he allows. Um, Wheeler was just absolutely fantastic. He really was was just terrific in that game and uh, locked in. And it did feel like an old school pitcher's duel. You know, it felt like one of those games where you imagine Wheeler walking off the field and looking at Wainwright and being like, your turn, buddy, and back and forth and so on and so forth. And that's really what it felt like. It had that kind of feel to it. And it was it was awesome to watch. You know, was, I think I'm sure there are a lot of people who, you know, love – a lot of runs on and I do too. Like I love baseball, so I love it all. But you know, if you love baseball, you also love seeing a a a, a classic pitcher's duel, a really well pitched game, and seeing these guys battle back and forth in the chess match and, and all that. So um in that case, you know, it being that type of game, it was awesome to see Wheeler come out on top and um show kind of how dominant he could be, which which we've seen. Um, but uh, you know, it seems like he has gone to that level more this season already um, in these two starts than we saw last year. These overpowering, high strikeout, low hit, um, real dominant stuff type of performances. And, 
you know, if he can string a bunch of those together, like, you know, we've seen Nola do that where Nola will get on a run and just be unhittable for, for a month and a half. Um, you know, Wheeler could really have a, a special season if he could kind of really keep achieving this level on a somewhat consistent basis. And that, that's certainly within his, his range. I mean, again, he's, he, he's always been able to go on those types of runs in his career. It's really been injuries, um, or, or struggles for a, a certain period of time. But, you know, he's been a big second half guy in his career, which is interesting. You know, they starting out so well. Um, it's good stuff, man. I'm, I'm excited about Zach Wheeler. I'm excited about the prospect of, of him and Nola at the top of the rotation and, and Eflin too. Obviously I, I, Eflin's been just great. So, uh, look, um, we've talked a lot because this Phillies team has been frustrating, um, after the five and one start and, you know, again, sitting here at 11 and 11 with the win last night, that, that makes them six and 10 in their last 16. So more often than not, you know, we're talking about frustrating experiences with this team, but, um, from a, from a positive perspective, um, and again, we talk about the holes on the team, right? You know, we talk about the center fielder, we talk about the fourth and fifth starters, we talk about the, the roster depth overall, the bench, all that type of stuff. And that's all valid and, and true, but you know, the flip side of that, and again, part of that is you can you can still fill those holes, you can make moves. Um, but the the flip side of that too is is, you know, if we get what we expect from Aaron Nolan, what we've seen already multiple times this season, certainly that that complete game shutout. Um, if we get this from Zach Wheeler on a consistent basis. And and if we get the Zach Eflin we've seen already this season, I mean, that's a hell of a top three. It really is. It's something that you can compete with. It's something that's going to give you a real chance. 60% of the time this season, you know, assuming everyone stays healthy, a a real chance at 60% of the time. And then, you know, you hope the offense gets going, which I expect the offense to get going. Too many of these guys have track records. Too many of these guys are, are better hitters and more timely hitters than we're seeing, and, and also walks more. I mean, this, this, the OBP across this team, like a lot of the guys you would expect to, to have higher OBPs do not. Um, so just in general, working at bats, grinding, getting back to what they do fundamentally, um, I think is going to help. And I think they will. Um, and then, you know, that can really help on those other days, but if, but if those top three, if, if Wheeler, Eflin and Nola can, Keep putting these starts out there. It's really going to put the Phillies in a in an advantageous spot, especially if then they can, you know, of course, go to fill those holes. Uh, look, the ninth was was scary again. Naris comes in with a runner on first, gives up a sharp, like, uh, end up being a single. Uh, you know, look, it could have been, the play could have been made. You know, Nicky Maton could have made the play, didn't. Um, but uh, a sharp kind of liner um, that, that kind of just bounced off him, first and third, then a... Uh, a grounder scores a run, and then uh, and then Hector able to get out of the inning with the next two outs. So uh, you look, Hector wasn't bad. Uh, you know, you, people are gonna be like, "Oh, Hector's so scary." He wasn't bad. He gave up one sharp hit ball that theoretically, absolutely could have been fielded, um, and the runner on obviously wasn't his, wasn't credited him, and then was able to get out of the inning. So um, against the heart of the lineup, now you know Nolan Arenado did hit the ball to the warning track on the last out. That's scary, but. I do think that Hector was fine, and I don't think that uh, you know. I think there's a lot of people who were were scared, and me too. And 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 Hector, you know, does get uh, 
get the blame a lot. And uh, I don't think he was bad. You know, he got out of the inning. He, he got the job done. So shout out to actor. We get the win. Needed the win uh, starting this four-game series off. Um, before we look ahead and, you know, again, so much to get to this week. I still really want to dive into the, the Madison Bumgarner stuff and the, the Trevor Bauer T stuff. Certainly the Bumgarner stuff is that's kind of been a national story. But um, so much Philly stuff to talk about. Uh, Spencer Howard. Uh, Matt Breen put out a piece uh, earlier uh, in the evening uh, prior to the game talking about uh, Howard being optioned back down. Uh, and what Joe Girardi had to say, and there's some interesting stuff in here, uh, talking about Howard, he said, I think our biggest concern has been the amount of innings he has that he can use, but we will start to build him up more tomorrow or build him up more now. Excuse me. Um, he says they could use him, uh, uh, as an opener when he comes back, which would schedule him every fifth day to pitch him four or five innings or so as a way to structure his usage. Um, he says, we're going to build him up more. So if we want to do things like that, he's going to be capable of doing it. Uh, talking about that. He says, the tricky thing is using a man like that out of the bullpen in non-traditional sense in his mind for a guy like Connor Brogdon, who's been a reliever. He gets the way it's traditional, but for someone like Spencer, you know, it isn't. Um, so it would be definitely a possibility and he thinks a good idea, Girardi said. Um, so we'll see, uh, potential to have Howard in the rotation some form. And look, if Spencer Howard can give him four or five really good innings as a five, I mean, that's way better than what they've been getting from Chase Anderson and Matt Moore, because they've been getting four or five, uh, not even five, four bad innings, horrible innings from those guys. So we'll see, uh, obviously it's not ideal, but, um, Spencer Howard is a weapon that they need to use in some form or another. And, you know, so far, I think it's pretty clear that they've done a bad job of using him and of managing him so far this season, as he's had no effect on the ball club in terms of wins and losses. Um, He's a good pitcher. He's talented. He's got stuff. Uh, I don't know what he's ready for right now in the majors, but he certainly uh, can give them more on an inning printing basis than, than Moore and Anderson, I would think, I would hope. So get him ready, bring him up, and give him a chance. That's what I think. I mean, he's he's got stuff. He's legitimate. He's not going to be worse than Matt Moore or Chase Anderson in those spots. He just won't be. And again, he's someone who started his whole life. It's not like uh, being a starter is foreign to him. It's much more foreign to him coming out of the bullpen. Like, use him as a four or five inning guy. That That's a smart idea. Be creative. Just don't like waste the kid. Don't just use up innings in a twelve to two game because you need a pitcher to throw in there, and he's and he's on the 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 he's out there. Like I, I just it's crazy to me. I I don't I have not understood the way they've used him again for a team that is so deficient at the back end of the rotation, um and and obviously long men in the bullpen. Like do, why is Spencer Howard not being used better? Why has he been in the Myers this whole time? Why is he not? getting a chance and look maybe he's not as good as we hope and maybe he's just not ready and he's not going to be ready and he's going to struggle that's possible look we you know but what i know of spencer Howard, what i've seen of spencer howard i don't think that's the case i think he's better than what we've seen him do in the major so far and i think if given the opportunity and a, and a real role that he can grab onto you know instead of this oh you could go in in this game or this game but not in any real high leverage situation or anything meaningful like How's he supposed to to grab onto that? So, um, 
I don't know. I think I think that Spencer Howard has been misused so far. I like that this is the path they're on. They're going to build him up. They're going to try and give him more innings. I think that's the smart move. I think that he was being wasted otherwise. So figure this out because he's important. You know, there's not a lot of young, high end talent in this uh, in this franchise. You know, so so use him right and and use him because he's ready to to give you something. There's a team that. As we've talked about so many times and just mentioned before, roster-wise, ro- organizationally, roster-wise, is thin. They don't have deep a deep wealth of talent to go to. They have a, a nice set of core guys, and the, the depth isn't there. So you know, anything you can get out of the talent you have, you need to do, and Spencer Howard is a big part of that. So they need to figure it out. I like the idea of them stretching him out and bringing him back as a, a five-inning guy. You know, Hopefully, maybe he can go longer. Who knows? But start with that. Do something. Give him a roll and, and utilize him. All right. Uh, big one tonight. If they can win tonight, they can, at worst, split this series, uh, which you know would be exciting. Uh, and obviously, we want him to win it. Uh, Zach Eflin has been outstanding. You know, you expect Eflin to be good. Um, fingers crossed now that I said that, but I do think Evelyn will be good going up against Carlos Martinez, who the Phillies just handled when the Cardinals came to town a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago, whatever it was. Um, so you, you, you feel good, right? You feel good with that going in this one. You also really want to win it. Cause then obviously I think it's going to be Vinny on Wednesday. Uh, so Vinny or Matt Moore, but I think Vinny, so big one. Big one tonight with F on the and I think F will give it to you. What we need is this offense to show up. You hit Martinez before, hit him again. Let's go, boys. Like, we need to score some runs. All right. Um, either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.